0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, April the 13th, 2023. It is currently 4.22 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Has this ever happened to you? You sit down, you grab your phone, you grab an iPad or maybe a ta- a tablet of some other kind or a computer, and you see a news headline and as soon as you read the news headline you feel your reaction you 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 immediately start thinking you know you're you 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 haven't verbalized your reaction but you're reacting to it internally you you feel your emotion or you you know you feel yourself starting you 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 know you're starting to think about the the headline and almost immediately when you start feeling your reaction you start in a sense paying attention to your thoughts you start thinking all of a sudden you stop and go wait a minute wait a minute what's happened to me What's that? I would not have reacted to that same headline this way ten years ago, twenty years ago. 25 years ago, all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, why am I reacting to this story so differently? Because if I would have seen this exact same story years ago, I would have had a completely different react- reaction. What has happened? Has that ever happened to you? Where you read a story, a news story, you see a headline and you and you immediately know you're reacting to it. But then you all of a sudden realize, wait, I'm reacting in a way that I would not have reacted before. And, and you realized either... You have changed the world has changed. something has changed you, you you you're like something is wrong did i did I wake up and I'm in the twilight zone? I know that's a way dated reference. No one uses that term anymore i I woke up in a in an uh, an alternative universe there is that better that something happened right? like like what happened to me? Where is the person who would have reacted this way let me let me explain i I don't even know what I was doing. But I saw this headline. I don't even know which uh, website at the time I was at. It ultimately led me back to the Christian Post, but it, it was originally found somewhere else. I don't even remember how I stumbled upon it, but it, it was, I was looking at something else and over to the side, it was like, oh, I think it was like an ad or something promoting this article. And all I saw is the the title, the the headline, the the, the subject line. And... It, this this is from an article published on April the 8th, 2023. And here's the headline. You ready? Seven ways to reverse the great the greatest, not the great, the greatest famine in the church. Seven ways to reverse the greatest famine in the church. Now, as soon as I saw the headline, I knew exactly which famine that they were going to claim is in the church. But here's what was bizarre. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have been like, absolutely. There's a famine in the church. It's a desert. This is horrible. We've got to do something about it. Now, I'm like, whatever. There's no famine in the church. Give me a break. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing it. And I, and, and I don't know what changed. Maybe I'll become more jaded. I don't know. You tell me. You, you probably know which famine they're referring to, right? Yes. Oh, come on. You know which famine, which famine, right? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm acting like you can answer me. All right. Here we go. Let me read the whole headline. Seven ways to reverse the greatest famine in the church. And then right underneath that, there's this uh, photograph. It's of a desert and all the ground is just, I mean, there is no grass. It is all cracked. Right? It's like hardened earth, and then there's a tree with no leaves on it, and then the sun is shining behind it. It's a wasteland, it is dry desert wasteland. There is no growth. There is no life. There is no water. There is nothing indicating they're trying to picture the the greatest famine in the church. And then they, this is what they say in Amos chapter eight. I knew they would go to Amos chapter eight and Amos chapter eight, verse 11, the Lord speaks about a famine of hearing the word of the Lord. This was referring to a time in the life of the nation of Israel when there was rarely a true prophetic word spoken. Okay, now we can all agree that 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 references what was happening in Amos. We can agree with that. We don't have any problems with that. Clearly that there there was no, there was rarely a true prophetic word being spoken. There was a famine. Now the author says this, I believe that we are now, living in similar times. There are many dubious so-called prophetic voices, but of greater concern is the existing trend to dumb down and cut back on the preaching of the word of God to make church attendance attractive to all. Oh, how times have changed. There was, there would have been a time I would have been like, absolutely. Give me this article. Let me turn on the microphone. And I would have wanted in a full blown rant. I would have started ranting and raving and screaming and yelling and hitting the table, and throwing stuff going. There is a famine and the churches have turned into a circus and it's a joke and nobody preaches the word of God. And it's, I, I don't know what we're going to do. There's no good churches because there's people out there starving. They want in depth teaching. They want exegetical preaching. They want theology. They want doctrine. They want church history. Oh, I would have been, I would have just, I would have taken that article and ran with it. And I would have quoted statistics showing all the problems going on. And I could have played clips from sermons showing how bad it is. And I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a crisis. It's a full blown famine. We've got to do something about it. But now 2023, I'm like, whatever, who cares? Give me a break. Nobody cares that there's a famine in the church and not even a famine in the church. I'm so sick and tired of hearing it. Stop whining to me. Oh, I can't. There's no good preaching. Just stop it. Now you say, what happened to you? Well, number one, (laughs) number one, uh, I don't know if you realize this. It's 2023 for crying out loud with any mobile device. Any phone, anything that's got a connection to the internet, anything that's got a connection to anything... um you I'm sorry, you can you can uh get access to all the preaching that you could ever want. All the doctrine, all the theology. You have the entire church fathers, you have you have all the tools you want for Bible study. There you can drown in content. Again, just go to sermon audio. You either to go to sermonaudio.com, sermons 2.0 app, and just just sit there and just download, download, download sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon. After sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon. You could not even listen to all of it in a lifetime. You could spend eight hours a day and don't even get me started in all the books written throughout church history. You could you could I mean there you can go to websites where there's just the, the chapel library. I mean they have an app, all the things. Monergism.com, all of the content. I mean, there's just website after website with content, 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 content. content. You you can read all the sermons by Spurgeon. You can read all the sermons by Jonathan Edwards. If you have a Kindle, in many cases you can just pick someone from church history and then you can get the complete works of Luther, the complete works of Calvin. Usually for like ninety-nine cents or three ninety nine or four ninety nine. You can get all the church fathers. I mean, you you could not make it through all the content that's available to you on your phone if you had the if you had three lifetimes you couldn't do it if you, if you were going unless you're just never going to sleep, eat, drink, work, all you're going to do is that. So don't tell me there's a famine. We're we're drowning in biblical content. We're drowning in it. We're drowning in it. The point is you can't get Christians to do anything about it. That's the that's the bigger issue. It's not that there's a lack of there's a lack of either one desire for it or be the the discipline and dedication to partake of it. There's either a a, a lack of de- look at the churches people go to. They, I, oh man, I, I I would get I get so sick and tired sometimes of hearing it. Now I do understand. I do understand. My perspective is going to be a little different than your perspective. All right, but I understand. That you may be in a situation where, no, you don't understand. I can't find a good church. I understand that. You may not be able to find a good church, but you can, you literally can drown in all the the biblical content that's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know it. I know it. There, there's no denial of that. You may not be able to find a good church where you are, but I've also witnessed over and over and over. Yeah, people don't really. They claim. I've I've heard people whine. Uh, you know, I my church just won't teach anything good. And my and then you'll say, well, what about this? And what about? That? Well, you know. Well, you. I mean, look, my church may be in the middle of nowhere, Texas, but the one thing we do offer is the most in-depth teaching, willing to to dive into anything. And guess what? You get. People don't really want that. They don't really. They say they do, and they're like, "Well, you know, know what they want is a nicely structured church where it's community activity, fellowship, nice little put together three point sermon. So we don't get too in depth. We don't raise too many questions. We keep it simple. That's what people want." Look, if people really wanted the other, then all the churches would be empty, and then the church would be like, "What's the problem? Well, you're not giving us what we want." And it, I, all you got to do is tell them what, what they would give you what you want. I, 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 uh, I, I, I am, uh, I, I'm just baffled by it. So I, I don't know if there's a famine in the church. I don't know. So here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I. I, I'm just going to put this out there. Now, Maybe what, may, what we may do is they give seven, go back to the article, they give seven ways to reverse the famine. We may, I may, if you're interested, I may be willing to do a series where we go through all seven ways to supposedly reverse famine. The famine, I would I would like to go through these. uh, There's a it's two parts. It may ultimately be three parts. I don't know. I'm I'm saying the articles are broken into parts. I don't know how many parts it would take us to work through it. But I I don't know. I I no longer think there is a famine. You say, well, there's a famine of good local churches. That may be the case, but that that doesn't mean that there's a famine and you hearing God's word. I just know this. I mean, again, I can look at the statistics on most of our platforms. Guess what is the least downloaded, least streamed, least emailed to? I get the least emails about is our Bible study exercises. people aren't participating in them they're not doing the work they're not sending in the homework i mean oh we have a lot of people who do but i'm saying compared to our normal numbers oh but if i if i turn on and talk about you know books that need to be banned from the public library oh i'm going to get i'm going to get some i'm going to get some emails i'm going to get some listens if i talk about the trump indictment oh i'm going to get some emails some listens if i talk about Ukraine or Russia. Oh, I can, like, I can, I can follow the hot topics. If I follow the hot topics, I'll get participation. I'll get reaction. If I say, Hey, we're going to study this. And this week I need you to work on this and I need you to work on this and let's dig into this and let's study this and let's study this. Hey, here's this theological question to work on through the day. I'm not saying I don't get replies, I'm just saying that those numbers are not even are going to be cut in half in most cases to other things. Now there are some platforms where well, the Bible study exercises actually outperform the others. So there are pockets of people who are looking for that. But it it's it's a it's a rare thing. So my question is is there actually a famine? I don't think there is. I really don't. I, th- I think it's just – now you may say there's a famine in, like, finding a church, but even if you can't find a church, I mean, literally, like, I, I, I can sit right here with this MacBook Pro. I could open up the uh, sermons.com, the beta site, right? Looks really nice on the MacBook Pro. I could sit here. I got a pencil. I do not know where my journal is. No, where's my journal? Okay, I don't know where my journal is, but I could take my Bible, a journal, and just sit here, and just sit here, and go, and I could listen, and listen, and listen, and listen. It'd be sermon after sermon. Do I agree with all the doctrine? No. Do I agree with all the theology? No. But I'm telling you, it's going to be preaching. Some of them I may even think is bad, but guess what? I could, if I spent, let's say I spent six hours listening to sermons and just taking notes and then pursuing where they're leading me, even though I disagree with me, it's gonna di- drive me into scripture. By the end of those six hours, you're gonna tell me you haven't learned so much. If I just take, um, if I just get a subscription to this feature, a daily Bible study guide, you can get this for like $12 a year, okay? $12 a year. I get these every quarter. And if I just sat down with a notebook and this and just did this every day, I mean, give me a break how how could I be spiritually starving if I just take a free site where there's thousands, millions of sermons i think i do not i'd have to get their exact count but I think it's in the millions and then I take just this and just a bible and that's all I have don't even forget the edify christian podcast app I think they've got two million christian podcasts forget i mean just forget all of the the content out there like i i i i literally you you can get you could have the best Bible education you could find like it, you can you can get more from that than you can from going to seminary. You can get that from more going to a Bible college if you'll just use the resources out there and just dig in and just study and study and work on it. Like I can't I'm not even promoting my my content. Forget me for just all the other content. So I, I don't know I, I anymore. I used to say, "Oh, there's a famine," but I one, I don't think the people really care. I don't think the people really want that much. I think people want a little sermon, and I say, and I'm and I'm saying that in a, almost a derogatory way. A little sermon put together. They don't want anything. They don't want complications and difficulties and working through things. They want it simple. Give them their three little points. Make sure there's you know some songs. You know, plan an activity every once in a while, you know, kiss some babies, shake some hands and, and and make everyone happy. And then for the most part, you can keep people pretty much thinking that it's wonderful and great. They don't want much more. You don't, they don't want to be told, hey, read this and hey, go home and work on this and hey, next Sunday. Well, okay. Did you work on that? And they don't want any of that. See, I, I, there was a time in my ministry that I was convinced that there was a famine and that I was going to try to solve it. I was going to provide to people in-depth biblical teaching, church history, theology, doctrine. And I realized really quick, "Mm, no. In fact, I'm even more convinced now that my vision of what I think the church could be and just like place of intensive learning is not what people want. So when I see an article that there's, hey, we got to reverse the famine, well, we could go through it and see. But you tell me, do you think there's a famine? I I know some of you, I'm not, listen, I understand that you're going to say, there's no good church in my area. I understand that. Doesn't mean there's a famine, maybe in that area, but even there, you've got access to, you can probably go to your public library and get systematic theology after systematic theology, You probably can get all the, I mean, if you have a Kindle, just think of all the content that's available to you. Just think of how many apps are out there providing you around the clock spiritual food. So I I am not convinced. I am not convinced that there's a famine anymore. I was, but I'm no longer. Have you changed your view? You may have went like there wasn't a famine, now there is a famine. You may be judging it just based on what churches are available in your area. I don't think you should base it off that. Now, I do agree that sometimes I look at churches and I'm like, I don't know what they're spending all that money for. I don't know because they're not providing anything to the people. You do hear me criticize that. That to me is just a question of what in the world is the church doing? Like, what's the point? But in a lot of cases, it's those big churches that are not really doing anything are the ones that thrive and have all the resources because that's really what the people want. You tell me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Trust me, we'll be talking about this some more. We'll definitely be talking about this some more. I, I guarantee you. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Love to get your thoughts, your perspective, your opinion. Go to Christianpost.com. I think you can find the article. I think right now they've posted part two. Um, this was part one. Seven ways to reverse the greatest famine in the church. Uh, part one and part two. And uh, if you find it, well, you can look at it and tell me what we think or whatever. Just, I'd love to get your feedback. Thanks for listening. We'll be trying, we'll try to do some more live broadcast uh, as soon as we can. God bless.